Hi loves. Welcome back to the self-care keto podcast. I'm your self-care keto coach, Jess, bringing you a magical experience to help you release the weight from your body and your soul. On this podcast and in my coaching, I love mixing together a combination of both the concrete strategies that will actually help you get to your goal and the mindset help to actually help you implement it and stick with it long-term. I find that most of us don't have a lack of knowing what to do. We just don't know why we can't seem to do it or stick with it. Turns out you always have a very good reason because all parts of you are good and chances are that what you call self-sabotage is actually you protecting yourself, meeting some kind of an unmet need, or very intelligently resisting some screwed up motivation for weight loss. We want to keep all of those things in place, but redirected in a way that allows you to have all of your needs met, feel safe and loved, and still lose weight while absolutely enjoying the process. You'll find so many episodes about these mindset topics, but I also want to emphasize the strategies. So I've created this self-care keto strategy series or SKS for short, because it can be so discouraging to actually be putting in the effort, keeping your mindset healthy, sticking to your strategies, but those strategies aren't actually getting you the results that you want. If you keep a mindset of pursuing how you want to feel and taking great care of yourself through what you eat, and if you keep showing curiosity instead of judgment and a willingness to keep experimenting, you absolutely will get to your goal. Sometimes we do need to switch the strategy. Sometimes what worked before isn't working anymore. There's no one right way to lose weight or to eat keto. In this series, you'll hear a variety of strategies from what worked for me from one season to another, and also what has worked for other guests that I'm interviewing. Whether it's high fat keto, high protein keto, carb cycling, fasting, carnivore, whatever, keep the attitude that it's not a strategy that will save you or fix you or heal you. Your inner healing intelligence does that. Keep that attitude that no outside expert knows what's best for you. You know what's best for you, even as you keep trying to figure that out. As you learn and grow, keep revising your own food boundaries for yourself. You're not hopping off one plan and onto another. You're always following your own plan. When you're not following the keto diet, there's no keto police. When you're not following the WW diet or whatever other diet, there's no failing at it. I am always on the just diet. You're always on the insert your name here diet. You don't find the right diet. You create the right diet that works for you. And it's all about taking great care of yourself through what you eat and fueling your energy and confidence to show up for your passion and purpose in life. On this episode, I hope you enjoy learning about a new strategy that doesn't dictate to you, but instead inspires you on your lifelong journey of food safety, food pleasure, and food self-care. I really hope that your 2023 is off to a fantastic start. And if it's not, if it's been a total shit show so far and you have not uh, set out on even a single one of your resolutions or you've, you know, already abandoned them or what may be, uh, this episode is for you as well. And there's probably a very good reason for that because you always have a very good reason for everything that you do because you are good. And all parts of you are good, even the parts that seem like they are harming you or um, are self-sabotaging you, you always have a very good reason. And we're going to dig into some of that today. So today we're going to be talking about how to create the life you want in 2023 or really anytime. 
I'm going to be sharing with you one of the very first exercises that I do with my new clients, and it's surrounding the idea of desire mapping. And I got this idea from Danielle Laporte. She's an author and a spiritual teacher, and I think she even has her own podcast. But I read this book a good 10 years ago. It's called The Desire Map, and I think there's even a planner that goes along with it. Um, and it's a fantastic book, but the, the main premise of it is figuring out what you desire instead of just setting goals out the gate. Um, we tend to set resolutions or set goals based on what we think we should do or maybe our conditioned ideas of success or worthiness, whatever it might be. And so this kind of exercise really is to dig deep inside of your own heart, your own inner knowing, your inner world, your intuition, um, trying to just for a few minutes, let go of the conditioning as hard as that really is to do sometimes because it's so cemented in there. And sometimes we don't even know what is our intuition versus what is our conditioning. But this exercise is essentially about trying to figure out your desired feelings instead of just what you think are your desired end results. In other words, your goals. And we're going to start identifying how you want to feel because here's the really big thing to pay attention to here. We don't actually want the result, the outward result. In other words, the number on the scale, the promotion at work, the marriage, the new house, um, the new purse, <laughs> whatever it is. Um, we don't actually want that result as much as we want how we believe we will feel when we have that result. And so the thing that I see happen all the time with my clients who are working on weight loss, and I've done this myself a million times, and this is essentially why we self-sabotage, is because we often approach the process to getting the result using strategies or mindsets that are the opposite of how we want to feel. So for example, we want to feel good, but we believe that we have to feel bad now to feel good later. Or if we want to feel free, maybe that um, promotion at work, we want to feel more free. We want to feel more autonomous, have more free time, but I have to feel exhausted and tired and restricted and stuck right now. I have to work overtime, you know, double the hours in order to get there, right? And so we're not actually giving ourselves how we want to feel. We're doing the opposite of that. And that's why we self-sabotage for a very good reason, because nobody wants to feel like shit. Nobody wants to feel all the negative emotions that you're trying to actually get out of. But we believe, mistakenly, that we have to go through some long period of suffering in order to earn feeling how we really want to feel, the good feelings that we really want to feel. And unless we let go of that belief and embrace the belief that we can actually feel our desired feelings on the entire journey to the outward result, we're never going to get there. Because rightfully so, there's a very intelligent resistance inside of us that says, no, that's bullshit. I'm not doing that. <laughs> and I want you to love her. Love this part of yourself. She is so good. You know, you might call her your inner teenager who just calls out the bullshit, calls out the posers, and is like, no, I'm never going to be like that. I'm never going to be like you, mom. 
or dad or whatever. Um, and we all have this really intelligent resistance inside of us. And we've just kind of pushed her off into the corner or made her our enemy, but she makes a really good point. You shouldn't have to feel bad now to feel good later. You shouldn't have to feel stuck now to feel free later. You shouldn't have to feel so worthless and invaluable now to feel valuable later. And that's 100% true. And until we actually embrace that, we're going to continue to self-sabotage every time. So the good news is that we can actually start feeling our desired feelings before we get to the desired end result. And the way that we do that is by actually creating a plan that works for us and establishing new mindsets and beliefs that allow us to create a plan for ourselves. We just start asking ourselves better questions. How could I make this be enjoyable and still get to my end result? How could I make this be easy and still get to my desired end result? Even if it's a little bit slower, I have a great podcast called The Scenic Route to Weight Loss. A few episodes back, go looking for that, right? But wouldn't you rather actually get there than not get there at all? Because I'm proposing to you that if you don't enjoy the process, you won't get there at all. Very rarely, I do know some people that are just experts at masochism. I think that's the right word. Right? Um, You know, making ourselves feel just awful and deriving some kind of sick pleasure out of that, I suppose. But we've been taught that that's what we need to do to ourselves in order to get our desired results. But I have done this before. It's been a long time, but I have done this before where I do lose weight through some disordered means, really unenjoyable, restrictive means. Let's just say fasting for a week, right? Water fast for a week, right? Certainly, you could do that. If you eat nothing for a week, you will get to your (laughs) weight loss goal faster than if you eat something every day. Nobody's arguing with that mathematically, right? However, I can't even tell you how many times I've decided to do that and abandoned it from the intelligent resistance inside of me on day one, right? But my, my brain comes up with this disordered scheme of, yeah, let me just go do this. And I don't care if it, if it feels like punishment because I deserve it because I've gotten so out of control and, you know, whatever. Oh God, the bullshit that we say to ourselves. We would never say that to anybody else. We would never say that to our child or someone that we love. You've overdone it. So now you don't get to eat for a day or two days or a week. Oh my God. And so, of course, there's that very intelligent resistance inside of us. And then we get mad at her for it. But she's she's the right one. She's the smart one in this situation. If we could actually zoom out and come back home to ourselves and to our intuition and um, to our soul, we know. We know from the truest, most beautiful part inside of us that that's, that's ridiculous, right? Okay. So it actually is possible to feel your desired feelings before you get to the desired end result. I promise you this is true because I've experienced it myself and I see it all the time with my clients. So all the time, I start working with clients who feel absolutely disgusted with their body, right? They feel like just like they can't even look in the mirror without hating themselves. They can't find any part of themselves that they appreciate or find beautiful or anything about their body, right? I've totally been there. And within a couple of weeks, of actually practicing self-care through the foods that you're eating, getting better sleep, like literally just meeting your most basic needs, the self-disgust melts away. Why is that? It's not because your body looks drastically different. 
it's because your viewpoint has changed drastically. We don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. We see things through the shit-colored glasses that we're wearing or through the rose-colored glasses that we're wearing. And the glasses that you're wearing are your beliefs. It's literally the filter through which you see everything. And self-disgust is often not about our um, outward results with ourselves. It's about our inner sense of self-trust or feeling self-betrayal and self-abandonment every single day. That's where the self-disgust is coming from. And that just melts away once you've got a couple of weeks under your belt of actually keeping a promise to yourself and enjoying the process. So I'm going to share with you guys, you're going to want a piece of paper and a pen or to pull up the notes section on your phone if you can, uh, unless you're driving, you know, don't do that. But you can come back and listen to this episode again a second time if you want to come back and take notes. Um, So, but I'm going to share with you guys five questions to serve as journal prompts for yourself to help you. Actually, this is how you create the life you want in 2023 or anytime if you're listening to this episode later in the future. So the first one is this, how do I not want to feel? And we're starting here because a lot of times we start with, well, okay, what are your desired feelings? And honestly, we feel at a loss because we're like, I don't even know what I want. I don't even know what my desires are because you have never been accustomed to being asked that question or to asking yourself that question. It's almost like this implicit, it doesn't matter what I want based on the way that you've grown up, based on the way that you've internalized your um, outward conditioning that you've received from the time that you were just a little child. Especially if you're socialized (laughs) as a woman in our society um, all over the world, but uh, even still in Western countries like the United States, if that's where you're listening from, that's where I am. Um, But still, as women, we're kind of socialized that being a martyr or being self-sacrificial is part of the ideal of being a woman because you're supposed to be this caregiver to everybody else and to put others' needs above your own. We're socialized this because of our gender. We're socialized based on maybe religious beliefs that we hold. And so don't feel bad if somebody asks you, what do you want? And you have no freaking clue because it's like a foreign question, right? And so here's where we start with how do I not want to feel or what do I not want? So you can Google a list of emotions. I literally want you to stop and go (laughs) go Google list of emotions, right? And because sometimes we just like get so limited to like the most basics, like happy, mad, glad, sad. Like we're so... um kind of illiterate about emotions because again, we haven't really been taught that they really matter that much. Um, You know, I've shared a little bit of my story, but I was brought up in such a conservative fundamentalist type of religion. I was actually taught that my emotions were hmm, negative, like um, bad, deceitful, um, that I should not pay attention to my emotions because they would lie to me. Um, and, and literally I, that caused so much self-abandonment. I don't know if you've ever been taught that, but of course I feel completely differently now. They are our greatest teachers. They are our greatest signals. They are God given designed. We are designed to have emotions. And if you believe in God, especially the God of the Judeo-Christian, you know, 
Bible or, or, um, or Torah, God in these stories has emotions and we are made in God's image. And so how could it be bad to have emotions? Like it's actually part of being made in the image of God. Anyway, I digress, but I think it's really, really just important to acknowledge that some of us are so disconnected from our emotions for whatever reason. So it's okay if you need some support. And so I suggest actually go Google a list of emotions, read over that list and try to identify the ones that you have been feeling currently or in the past that you don't want to feel anymore. What are some of the negative emotions that you find just on repeat every single day? I feel exhausted. I feel guilty. I feel resentful. I feel frustrated. I feel furious. I feel tired. (laughs) You know, I feel jealous. I feel ashamed, shameful, you know, whatever, whatever these like emotions are, I'm sure as you read over this list of emotions, you're going to be like, oh yeah, that's one. Oh, I hate feeling that way. Right. And so start here, write out a list. How do I not want to feel? And then once you've done that, number two is how do I want to feel? And here's a hint. Usually it's the opposite of how you've been feeling. And so that's why I have you start first with how do I not want to feel? Because a lot of times I find if I were to just ask a woman right out the gate, hey, how do you want to feel? She would probably look at me like flabbergasted, right? First of all, it can kind of just take you by surprise, right? But also everything that I mentioned before about we're just really not familiar with how we want to feel because we haven't placed a lot of value on it because we haven't been taught to place a lot of value on it. So now that you know how you don't want to feel, you'll be able to access more easily how you do want to feel. But still, use the list of emotions and scan over the positive ones, the expansive ones. How do you want to feel? A lot of times I hear my clients say, I want to feel free. I want to feel peace. I want to feel joy. I want to feel unconditional love. I want to feel abundant and expansive, right? And so, but still, you know, go ahead and go through that list. Write out your own of how you want to feel. That's number two. All right, number three, the question is, what do I want to release from my life? So in this question here, I want you to make connections between things that are in your life right now that are generating the negative emotions from question number one, right? You're aware now that these are emotions that you've been currently feeling or in the recent past and you decided that you don't want to feel these anymore. So now we're kind of connecting some dots. What, what are the root causes of how I get into these negative emotions that I don't want to feel? And so what do you want to release from your life that is essentially generating that negative emotion that you don't want to feel? So the things that you want to release from your life could be people, places, things, ideas, habits, roles or responsibilities, beliefs that you hold. So really it could be it could be anything from clutter in your house to your marriage to <laughs> the church that you're attending um, or just a limiting belief that you realize that you've held about yourself. Like like I mentioned in the beginning, I have to feel bad now to feel good later. That's a limiting belief. And you could write that down. Like Anything that you want to release from your life that you know is generating these, these emotions that you don't want to feel. 
So make a list of those. Then number four is what do you want to bring into your life? Again, refer back to number two here. How do I want to feel? So these positive emotions that you want to be experiencing on a daily basis, on a regular basis, or in a peak experience that you've kind of tied to this outward result that you want, like the number on the scale, right? How do you think you're going to feel when you hit that number on the scale? What feeling are you actually chasing, right? Um, and so now that we're, we've actually identified the feelings that we want to feel, what do you want to bring into your life that will generate those feelings? So it's okay. This, this really is like connecting outward results or outward um, experiences in our outer world that will create the inner world that we're looking for, right? So it's okay to identify those things. What people do you want to bring into your life? Places, things, ideas, habits, roles and responsibilities, or new beliefs. So try to make a list of that. And then number five is where we get really practical. What are my next aligned and inspired actions? So this is actually where you're designing a strategy. So an actual outward action that you're going to take or follow on a regular basis, or even if it's just once, you know, it could be, I want to release this relationship from my life. So the inspired action might be to have a conversation where you end the relationship, you know, um, or quitting a job or whatever. It could be something that is just a one-time action, or it could be an ongoing action. Like if if you're going to build a new habit, or if you're going to start rehearsing a new belief, maybe you're going to write that out on a note card and you're going to repeat it every single morning. And so you're going to build that into your morning routine, whatever it might be. But how does this now translate into your next aligned and inspired actions? And so when we're talking about weight loss specifically, because obviously that's why you're tuning into this podcast, right? Well, really above and beyond weight loss. Weight loss is just the um, natural side effect that will take place when you practice self-care through what you eat and beyond, right? And so what we're really doing here is when I say self-care, what I really mean by that is meeting your own needs, right? And so here we're actually meeting our own needs on an emotional level, we need to feel these positive feelings and we need to experience this life that we imagine for ourselves. And that's literally part of human needs. And you can go Google this when you have some time. It's called Abraham Maslow, M-A-S-L-O-W, Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And he was a humanistic psychologist who literally wrote this pyramid out of human needs. And to feel pleasure is a human need. To uh, feel a sense of self-fulfillment and purpose in life is a human need. To feel a sense of love and belonging in the relationships in your life is a human need. It's not just food, water, and shelter, of course, right? (laughs) But even those things, you know, uh, proper sleep and, you know, proper nutrition, things like that is like the bottom of the barrel, like the most fundamental of human needs. And we're neglecting these, right? So... Of course, these are not just um, things that are nice to have. Doing what you can with your life because you can, because it's your life, that's not a nice thing to have. That's a human need. 
that's the call of your soul inside of you. That's why every single person who is on their deathbed that has a regret, the most common regret of the dying is, I wish I lived a life that was true to myself, not the life that other people expected of me. That's the most common regret of dying people. You want to know why? Because it's a need. It wasn't a nice to have. It was, I didn't get what I needed out of this life. I needed to be true to myself, to do what I could because I wanted it and because I imagined it and because it was calling out to me and I didn't do it for whatever bullshit reason that seems so clear now at the end of life, but seemed so stupidly important back, back when I was in it, right? So blinded by, by these things. It comes from a good place. Even the, the things that we're blinded by, we're always doing the best we can with what we have. Yeah, we always are doing the best that we can with what we have in that moment. And even the, the parts of us that seem blinded, um, the parts of us that are staying stuck in this cycle of self-sabotage, that is staying stuck in the job that feels secure, uh, even though there's something else that's a little more risky calling out to you, that's a good part of you that's trying to protect you and keep things stay- safe and stable and secure, which is also a human need, right? So what are my next aligned and inspired actions? And when you are making that list of aligned and inspired actions, the reason why it says aligned is because there needs to be alignment between how doing that action makes you feel and the feeling that you're trying to get out of the end result, right? So again, let's go back to the reason why we self-sabotage is because we often approach the process of getting the result that we want using strategies or mindsets that are the opposite of how we want to feel. So if you (laughs) want to get more rest in your life, then maybe waking up at 4 a.m. is not an aligned and inspired action for you at at this moment, right? And I'm not saying that maybe you couldn't go to bed earlier or whatever, but it's just an example that a lot of times when we're trying to create our outward actions of how we're going to get to the desired result, maybe the number on the scale or um, this peak accomplishment of, you know, graduating from from college or going back and getting your master's degree or, um, you know, buying a house or just whatever it happens to be. How do you want to feel from getting that desired result? Okay. And then what strategies are you going to put into place to get to that desired result? And the strategies that you've listed out, are they going to make you feel the feeling that you think the house will give you or the number on the scale will give you or whatever? Or are they actually going to create the opposite? Are you going to feel restricted and miserable from following this action plan? If so, scrap that, right? And also sometimes it's not just the strategy, but it's the mindset that you approach it with. So, I mean, really it could be a mindset could be like perfectionism, right? And so let's just say that you want to release perfectionism from your life because every time you apply perfectionism, like it's never good enough, well, then you're always feeling worthless. You're always feeling exhausted, tired, resentful, whatever it might be, the feelings that you don't want to feel. And so you've realized from question number three, what do I want to release from my life? Okay, I want to release perfectionism. All right. And so, but how do you want to feel? Maybe you want to feel more confident and so, or energized, right? And so you want to lose some weight so that you feel more confident and energized in your body, but you want to release perfectionism from your life. And so your next aligned and inspired actions 
are those perfectionistic actions, right? Is it that you have to be 100% perfect every single day at whatever your strategy is in in order to um, feel worthwhile or to see results? Is that what you believe, is that you have to be perfect to see results? Because if that's what's coming out in your actions, this is going to just perpetuate this cycle of self-sabotage. I hope this is making sense. Okay. So once again, just to recap it for you guys, so you don't have to go back and rewind the episode, here are those five questions that you can write down in your journal and spend some time focusing on these. Number one, how do I not want to feel? So again, actually Google the list of emotions and try to identify the ones that you've been currently feeling um, and in the past that you don't want to feel anymore. Number two, how do I want to feel? Hint, usually the opposite of how you, ha- how you have been feeling, right? Um, but still, go ahead and use that emotion list. Number three, what do I want to release from my life? Things that are actually generating how I don't want to feel. So this could be people, places, things, ideas, habits, roles, responsibilities, beliefs. If you think of others, it could be anything. Number four, what do I want to bring into my life? the things that will generate the positive emotions that you want to feel from question number two. So again, you know, people, places, things, ideas, habits, roles, responsibilities, beliefs. And then number five, what are my next aligned and inspired actions? So this is a fantastic journaling exercise to do with yourself at the beginning of each year. You could do it at the beginning of each quarter, at the beginning of each month, really whenever you're just feeling out of alignment and like, man, I am not feeling how I want to feel. What the hell is going on? You can refer back and just do this anytime that you need to. And it's really such a great way to reset yourself and to get refocused on your desired feelings. And please, you know, share this with somebody that you love. You could teach this to your kids, right? Um, It's just such a helpful exercise. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode so far. I hope that you'll share this podcast with the people that you know would find benefit from it. I'm always trying to grow the podcast and it's honestly, oh, it's one of my favorite things is to make these episodes for you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and for listening. I have a couple of announcements for you guys about ways that you can work with me right now. So as you know, I'm Jess. I am your self-care keto coach. I've been doing this now for about five years and the past three years full-time. I started it as a side hustle and it really is just so incredible to be a part of your lives and your journeys. It's so fulfilling and I feel like really it's a calling and it brings me so much joy and I really do see women transform their lives every single day and find all of the desired feelings that they're looking for much sooner than what they think <laughs> than what they think it takes to actually get there, right? We just postpone our joy and we think that we have to earn all the good feelings through some period of suffering. It's not true. It's not true. So here are some ways that you can work with me right now. Um, And I also have a restaurant guide called the Self-Care Keto Restaurant Guide. And this actually uh, helps you. It's very practical, right? It helps you to know exactly what to order at 41 different restaurants and types of foods, you know, like Chinese food, Thai food, Italian food, Greek food, all of those things, but actual, you know, chain restaurants as well, like fast food restaurants and um, casual restaurants, or even, you know, sit down places like Olive Garden or, you know, steakhouses, things like that. Um, And how to eat keto when you are out at those restaurants. But more than that, It doesn't mean you always have to eat keto when you're going out to eat, right? And so self-care can sometimes be 
about making an exception, or I call them deviations, planned deviations. So you're going to learn how we're not going to call them cheats, right? Because that makes you feel like shit to use that kind of language and your language creates your reality. So you're going to learn how to have planned deviations from keto when you go out to eat. Um, You'll learn how to implement carb cycling around your social plans or even around your menstrual cycle if you are a cycling woman. And you can um, purposely plan uh, a social event, going out to a restaurant and having, you know, what some people might call a carb up or a planned deviation. Um, and that really fits well with actual self-care because you can see that your hormones are going to be benefiting from it. Um, things like that. And it also helps you to get right back on track after a planned deviation. There's also a bonus emotional eating exercise in there. Um, just taking consideration to, um, you know, when we're going out to eat with other people, like figuring out what you actually really want and not just kind of subjugating yourself to what other people want or trying to go with the flow and just abandoning yourself. Right. And so it's definitely a combination of the concrete strategy stuff, but also the mindset stuff. And that restaurant guide is $14 and you can grab that at theketofit.com slash restaurant. Then I also have an online course and this is called the self-care keto mindset masterclass. And what this is, is it is actually a self-coaching course. So for people who um, are either not able or now's not a good time for you to do a one-on-one coaching, this is a resource that I created for you to be able to coach yourself using the most effective mindset exercises that I do with my one-on-one clients. And so this online course is about 10 different mindset exercises, six different Uh, video trainings on different mindset topics and um, worksheets and journal prompts that you can go through at your own pace. And it's lifetime access. So there's no pressure to get it done within a certain amount of time. And also you'll gain immediate access to any new resources that I drop into the online course at whatever point in the future. So, you know, if you buy it now and then, you know, come January, 2024, I pop a new resource in there. You'll be getting an email from me and just letting you know, like, Hey, there's a new resource in the online course. So the mindset masterclass is $397. And there are payment plans available for as low as $36 a month. So it's definitely made to be accessible for everybody um, because these resources, these mindset exercises that I've done with my clients, I know they have the power to change your mindsets and change your inner world, which changes your outer world. It changes your whole life. And so I know you're going to love it if you go check it out. And this is at theketofit.com slash mindset. And then the last way to work with me is actually through one-on-one coaching. And so, of course, this is my favorite way to work with people because there's just nothing more magical than the one-on-one relationship. And so a coach, of course, helps you to see your blind spots, right? Because we all have them. I have my own coach. I have my own therapist. We're made to be in community with one another. And so many of us are lacking those um, just safe, growth-oriented relationships in our lives. And I can be that for you. And a coach is like a mirror that holds up just the most loving, um, holding you in the highest regard, seeing the good in yourself that you can't see yet, seeing the potential in yourself that you've been taught to not see, right? And really helping you unlock what's already inside of you and helping you to overcome the obstacles that are in your way to getting there, right? And so it's really not even about adding anything to your life. It's, It's really about stripping away 
all the bullshit that's just getting in your way of doing what comes so naturally to you because you are good and you are loving and you are kind and you're amazing and you're creative and you're abundant and you're resourceful and you are whole and you are self-healing, you know? And really, I'm just helping you remove all the things that are obstructing that in your life. So I would love to be a part of your journey. And it, it's about weight loss, of course. I want you to reach your weight loss goals, but it's really connecting it back to the larger um, need of self-care. And if weight loss doesn't actually feel like taking good care of yourself, I promise you, you're going to resist it for a very good reason. And so I want to help you to actually enjoy your weight loss journey. So if you're interested in taking that journey together, I offer a free curiosity call and you can head on over to my website, theketofit.com. Just scroll down to the bottom of any page and you can put in a request for a free call. And I would love to talk with you more and get started in working together. Thanks so much for tuning in for this episode and learning something new with me. At the beginning of this episode, I mentioned that we often keep chasing learning what new thing we could try to get to our goal. We can hop from strategy to strategy, blaming the strategy for not working, when it might actually be that we just never were able to stick with it long enough to even give it a chance. Why don't we stick with it? Well, I mentioned that it could be you protecting yourself, meeting some kind of an unmet need, or very intelligently resisting some screwed up motivation for weight loss. The fact is we're just often unaware of what's actually holding us back. After all, if we knew what it was, wouldn't we be past it by now? I can help. My spiritual gift is coaching, which is the art of calling people forward into their full potential and helping them to remove what's getting in the way. I use my intuition to ask you powerful questions to help you release the wisdom and resources already inside of you. I'm a mirror reflecting back to you the best of what you can't see inside of yourself because you've been taught not to. And I help you experience self-compassion and unconditional love for yourself by experiencing it through me first, which of course I believe originates in God and flows through me. Head over to my website, theketofit.com to see tons of photos and read tons of client testimonials about how my clients not only lost weight, but completely transformed their relationship with food, weight, and body image. Weight loss creates a domino effect in our lives because shedding is very energetic. You will change your life in eight weeks of working together with me one-on-one. Just fill out a request on my site for your free curiosity call, and I can't wait to talk with you.